If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cashback. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank member FDIC. Hi, everybody. We've got a great episode for you today, and we can't wait for you to hear it. Uh, we know you're excited for it, but I also know that you're excited for this very fun thing that we do each week, which is shouting out our patrons. And first up, we got a new champion for actors' rights, fighting for, fighting for our actors, really, really important work. Natalie Pilgrim, we are so thankful to have you. Thank you, Natalie, for your important work. Very, very important work. And we also have a new vessel head uh, sailing in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that is Emma Thompson. Welcome aboard. Uh, jibs and stuff. Jibs and stuff. Jibs and stuff. <laughs> Starboard. Thank you for the very important work that you do out in the ocean. Out in the ocean, out in space, wherever you are, sailing. Wherever you are. Sailing, flying. On a journey of some sort. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Aren't we all? Next up, we have those who have, as we like to say, reached the apex of their experience here mm-hmm. on the pod. Um, they have joined an intimate circle of friends, um, mm-hmm. which happens to include the beloved Tony Collette. So mm-hmm. new members of Tony fucking Collette's inner circle include... Emily Schwartz, Chris Mayer, Sophia Herman, and Virginia Schmid. So thanks, you guys. We love you. Um, Thank you for your support. We love you. Thank you for your support, and thank you for your important work that you do. And um, a couple of other people this week said, wait, the apex of uh this podcast i have to be there (laughs) and so they freaking upgraded and we thank them for their very important work and this is Mm -hmm. colleen dempsey and coral peterson thank you so much we love you forever and ever and ever and ever and ever ever. unconditionally we love you and we hope you love this episode and it starts right now right now (laughs) This is Emily, Henley, and Sammy, and you're listening to Too Scary Didn't Watch. Hi everyone, welcome to Too Scary Didn't Watch, the horror movie recap podcast for those too scared to watch for themselves. I'm Emily, and I am too scared to watch scary movies. I'm Henley, and I'm also too scared to watch scary movies. I'm Sammy, and I like watching scary movies, and so I do it for all three of us, and we all reap the benefits. We do. I mean, Sammy, thank God. And pass them <laughs> pass them along to you, the listeners. Yes, we're all benefiting from Sammy's service. Mm-hmm. Um, what is up with us this week? Uh, I, I, you and me both, Emily, I think. <gasps> Got back into Riverdale. <laughs> oh, Sammy, you love to hear it. I took a long hiatus, and truly, I don't know why I ever stopped the second it turned it back but on. I the same thing. <laughs> it was so funny, and 
it really drew me right back in and I just remember oh how God. much I love it. It's so fucking I'm, crazy. Like, <laughs> it's we the craziest show. We stopped watching created. in season four. Both of us were maybe it's just because we were so hot off season three and there's like no break and there are 10,000 episodes per season um, that I, I was watching season four. I was like, what are they doing? This isn't great. What? But after taking a break from the enti- for the entirety of, of quarantine and <laughs> getting back in, um, instantly I was like, this is the best thing I've ever seen. <laughs> it's so funny. Okay. Who was I, as, who as, was someone, as someone who's only watched, I think, season one and part of season two, um, I know that the like insanity of this show has just ramped up more and more. Ugh. So can you guys just give a little brief snapshot of what's going on well, in like the portion texted, you're watching right now? I had texted Emily. I think I stopped when Jughead's prep school friends were like trying to murder him, put him in a box and like trying to kill him. Um, that's Why? not as crazy as it gets for that? sure. There's like there's like a, a plot line of uh, that's like Silence of the Lambsy where uh, uh-huh. Betty's like, visit- well, I don't want to spoil too much, but where Betty's visiting someone Season in prison and they just basically set it up to look like Silence of the Lambs. Like it's she's speaking to Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> oh, God, it's so crazy. And aren't they playing like Dungeons and Dragons, but then it's like real? Uh, Griffins and Gargoyles. Yeah. Griffins, Griffins and Gargoyles. gargoyles. That's um, what it's called. It's Griffins and Gargoyles. That we, I, we've probably talked about this in the podcast before, but it's been a while since we've talked about Riverdale. <laughs> and I'm going to just give a little uh, spoiler alert. Nothing's up with me. I'm only going to talk about Riverdale. Um, it, they do this thing where, you know, they, they have like their own little Riverdale tweaks to names of things that you know, mm-hmm. like, um, Griffin's Gargoyles, uh, the Five Seasons Hotel, TGI Thursdays. Wait, uh, uh, it wasn't. Oh, TGI Thursdays is so good. But what is um like Gabergé egg? What's their? <laughs> oh, 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 oh God! What's it called? It's uh, oh no! That one makes me laugh the most. Their take on Fabergé egg. I'm gonna have to look it up because that shit is. Wait, did you say this already? But isn't there like drug called like Jingle Jangle? Jingle Jangle. Or jingle Jangle. Excellent, excellent, impeccable writing in this show. It's so much fun because it knows it's absurd, but it also never undercuts itself. It's like this is what we are. We're the show with hot people doing the craziest fucking shit in the world and we know it and we will not back down. I know a good storyline to give you a little a good little taste of it is Cheryl's character is being gaslit to think she ate her triplet in the womb. <laughs> what? See, this is what I'm talking about. This is the tea I need. Uh, that one is pretty spectacular. So she like meant to feel guilty about this? <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Yeah, it's still going. So I don't. I don't know where it's going. But they they have a prison there that's called um, Shankshaw Prison. <laughs> right. Of course. Um, they use a gay dating app called Grindem. <laughs> I'm looking at a list. Oh, their uh, Ameri- Their credit card is American Excess. <laughs> that's funny. Glamourge. It's a Glamourge. Glamourge. God, the writing is genius. Another storyline that's insane is that. Veronica is manufacturing a high schooler is uh, manufacturing her own rum and she and her dad are like fighting and he's trying to sue her for the patent of the rum and she in her underground speakeasy that she runs again a teenager <laughs> she has like in this episode that I just rewatched with Joel because I'm a little further ahead than than he is where I left off so I was rewatching. <laughs> 
And um, she's like having a pitch meeting where she's like trying to get restaurant owners to buy her rum. She's like 17 and they're they're drinking it and being like, this is very good. Yes, I'm going to order a cake. Like as if this isn't the great in her underground speakeasy. Oh, you just absolutely love it. It's so funny. I mean, it's perfect. I, it's perfect. I, I don't remember what the storyline is, but I think where I left off was when Archie's character was in the Shankshaw prison being pitted against by Veronica's dad to fist right, fight I his way like for Archie freedom or prison. something. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, Archie I don't really think I can deal with this right schooler. now. I went to prison. Oh. Oh, with your girlfriend's dad like betting on your life or whatever. Oh God, it's so good. God. Anyways. <laughs> Henley, what's up with you? Anyways, <laughs> nothing. Try to top it. I don't have anything. Um, I do want to give a shout out to my good friend, Caitlin McKenna, who is an editor, a book editor, and she has a book that came out <gasps> that she edited this mm. week called Detransition Baby. And it is a really fantastic novel that's about... Three different women, one of them who is trans and then detransitions. Mm. And um, it's just a fascinating story that's incredibly well written and is like getting so much press right now. It's in Roxanne's book, Roxanne Gay's book club. Um, it's been picked up by all of this press and it's freaking awesome wow. so i'm really excited for caitlin and i'm excited for tori wow, peters that's so cool. tori peters is the author um the novel also landed number nine on the new york times bestseller list so wow, well, i bet it's gonna get a it's gonna get a boost after this i think oh <laughs> definitely <laughs> rocketing, up, It'll be number rocketing one. up to number one i'm sure hell yeah detransition baby go buy it on kindle buy the hardcover it has a very cool cover Ooh, i love a cool cover that's how i judge my books yeah you can always judge a book by its cover i do i genuinely do as the saying goes you can always judge a book <laughs> by its cover <laughs> but um that's not even my thing that's just a thing that happened to one of my friends well, so sounds, that counts i mean i'm i'm glad to hear about it because i need some book recommendations i have not read in like a month which is a long time for me. I was yeah. on a good re reading spree there for a while, and I've since fallen off of it. Same. Where the Crawdads Sing fucking killed me. I couldn't do it. I'm sorry. A lot of people like it. I couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. I haven't it read it. broke my streak. Boring? It's funny. I've heard other people say that too, Emily. I, f I found it. I found it boring. I didn't... It well, yes, I found it boring. I found it good, but boring. Mm -hmm. Like, I liked it. I, li not a, I do like it. Not a page it, turner. I would pick it up and I would read three pages and be like, yeah, I'm done. And so it, I've, it's taken me like four months to read 100 pages. And I was finally like, right, this isn't for me. I think this isn't for me. Yeah. So, sorry. Gave it up. Well, something that you can also judge by its cover is this week's movie, which has a very scary poster. <laughs> oh, no. This week's movie is Hush. It came out in 2016, uh, directed by Mike Flanagan, written by Mike Flanagan and Kate Siegel, starring Kate Siegel and John Gallagher Jr., mm. who I think is hot. <laughs> Hell yeah. I have to Google that person. But I don't know. Less so in this movie, for sure. <laughs> are, they, are they murderer? They're murderer. Oh, that's less hot. It's less hot. Than other vocations. <laughs> but 
Mike Flanagan was the director of Doctor Sleep, so we have done a, a Mike Flanagan movie before. He also uh-huh. created Haunting of Hill House, Haunting of Bly Manor. Directed the dude loves some spooky stuff. He loves he some loves spooky stuff. He spooky made stuff. Uh, Oculus, Gerald's Game. Um, he is married to Kate Siegel. They wrote it together. She stars in it. They do a lot of, they collaborate a lot. She's in, I think, Oculus as well and Haunting of Hill House. She's going to be in his next thing. Henley, I was going to ask you, because he's a frequent Netflix collaborator, and his next project I saw was called Midnight Mass. Is that going to be a a Netflix original series? Indeed it is. Oh, boy. (gasps) Um, And I don't know. I don't know a dang thing about it except that it was filmed in Vancouver. Henley, we told you that you need to learn everything that happens in Netflix. And we've already been down this road. That's about it. Um, but yeah, so it's obviously this uh hush is streaming on Netflix, listeners, if you want to watch it. Uh this one has been requested a lot, and it's a home invasion uh horror, which I previously wow. decided is one of my favorite genres, subgenres, yeah. and so you won't be surprised to hear that I really, really liked this movie. You guys might like it less, but I don't think you're going to hate it as much as you hated Funny Games. Okay. Phew. Uh, that being the new bar is both good and bad. Yeah, if I hate something more than I hated Funny Games, like I'm going to have to tap out for the episode. <laughs> yeah. Were are you scared? Um, A little bit. I definitely would be if I didn't live in like such a densely populated area and was home alone. I I live in like an apartment building. I can like hear all my neighbors all the time and I have bars on my windows. So I don't feel unsafe. And but if I did, if I was if I had watched this in Washington, I think we would have had a problem. Yeah, when I visit Ugh. my parents' house where I grew up, I'm always like, oh, no wonder I was so scared as a child growing up. You, No one could hear you if you screamed. It's yeah, like, that's very scary. So <laughs> scary. Yeah. No, thanks. No, thanks. Welcome to Cocktail Hour, everybody. The time of the week where we soothe our nerves with a cocktail that we've chosen based on the movie and what could be more soothing than a crossbow to make a crossbow you will need one and a half ounces of gin two-thirds an ounce of Cointreau two-thirds an ounce of Dutch white creme de cacao and a third an ounce of chilled water you will shake all ingredients with ice and fine strain into a chilled coupe glass and garnished with an orange zest twist cheers I've got some trivia for us. So the budget was $1 million, and there's no payoff for that trivia because it's a Netflix movie. So that's all we'll ever know. <laughs> but it has a 93% on Rotten Tomatoes. Rotten Tomatoes is always kind of like not quite the best thing to rate things with. Metacritic, it has 67. IMDb, 6.6. I think it's very good. I liked it a lot, as I said. It is rated R for strong violence and terror. I terror! Love when, I love oh, when they I show hate terror. A terror rating. No. Oh, God. 
That's the worst one. <laughs> disturbing actually is 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 also bad. Disturbing. Those is are bad. those are adjectives in a rating that I don't love to see. Not fond of. Um, there is only 15 minutes of dialogue in this movie. It is an hour and 25 minutes long, I think. So that's 70 minutes of not non-talking. I guess it is called Hush, Mm -hmm. which I'm Mm -hmm. thinking will. A little context clue for you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I'm putting the pieces together already. Yeah. So the main character is deaf and mute. The actress that plays her is not. That's probably my only complaint about the movie. It would have been cool to see a deaf or mute person cast. Yeah. But um, then there's a book that you can see on one of the main character's shelves, and it is a Stephen King book called Mr. Mercedes. And Mike Flanagan is a big fan of Stephen King, and Stephen King saw, uh, actually, Oculus and was a big fan of that. Early listeners of the pod will know we previously tried to start a rivalry with Stephen King. We've since backed away from it. <laughs> people we started away getting People started getting mad. I like Stephen King sometimes. I think it's more fun to hate Stephen King. I think it's more fun to hate him. It's more fun. Let us hate him. Let us hate him. We don't need our reasons. We don't need logic behind that choice. It's an emotional decision. It's an emotional decision. It's, based emo- on- it's an emotional decision. We thought his one of his books was boring. And that's <laughs> all we tried. <laughs> that's all it's we all tried. It's all it takes. Hey, don't cross us with an okay book. <laughs> or feel um. our wrath. Um, I really loved The Outsider, though. I'll say that. I did, too. I liked it, too. Um, But so good for them. They're both big fans of each other and they work together on Dr. Sleep. So congrats, guys. Not a good working relationship, though, huh? Dr. Sleep was so bad. I did not like it. I I don't think anyone liked it. People did. Some people did. Okay. No, I don't think anyone did. I don't think a single. Okay. 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 Well, good. Then we're all in agreement and there's no debate to be had. So don't message us about it. Don't (laughs) message us about it. Wait, Sammy, have you seen Oculus? No, I haven't. I don't even know what it's about. We should do that one. I'm curious about that one because it comes up. And I like Mike Flanagan. I mean, I liked Haunting of Hill House. Yeah, I loved Haunting of Hill House. I did not like Bly Manor as much, but I actually never finished it because. I got bored. Seems like maybe we all have short attention spans. We don't like Stephen King books. <laughs> They're too long. We might. What are we talking about? Ha 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 ha
I hate this. Oh my god. <laughs> Not going to be a very interesting trailer to listen to. <laughs> yeah, listeners, watch that fucking trailer. Holy shit, it was very scary. <laughs> um, But I feel like whoever wrote the copy for that trailer needs to be fired. It's like the worst copy I've ever read. It's like, <laughs> she's alone. She is, she Not can't alone. speak. She can't hear. <laughs> She is alone. Sometimes silence can be killer. <laughs> yeah, it's not great. It's but not it great. is, I mean, it's effective in that it just kind of stays in like one scene for the most part and you just get a little feel of it. It's very spooky. Oh my God. It, I'm, I, that, even the beginning, just the like quiet woods and the wind, I like started to get chills. Like I got very freaked out and then it got worse. <laughs> Why, why, do, why do killers have to wear the scariest masks? Mm. I, why is it scarier to see a mask person outside your window than a regular person? Because they can't be up to anything good. Yeah. And this is, yeah this a is regular a person, with, you're like, oh, is that my neighbor coming to tell me my cat got out? This is a thing yeah. with slashers also, is that... Um, although I don't know whether you would say this is a slasher or not, but he kind of seems like a slashery character, mm -hmm. um, is that it's the mask, but then it's also the stance. The killers always have <sighs> this like totally inhuman, unnatural stance where they're really still or they just move really slowly mm -hmm. and they're never, like they're never like, head. yeah, ah! and they're never, they're, they don't have normal human movements or like yeah. are even like breathing normally you know what i mean and mm -hmm. so it's like what is this do you go to like slasher school and learn the movements to you know where are you picking this up um i just i hate it i'm fucking sick of it and i'm sick of it. i'm sick of these killers <laughs> this is not a good uh omen for this episode <laughs> or the future of this podcast i'm fucking sick of it <laughs> They need to figure out a new thing. It makes them by default expressionless, which is just like, what are you thinking? What do you do? Like, uh. mm -hmm. yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Ooh, I don't like I don't like the look of this guy. <laughs> I don't either. Oh, well, wait till you hear more about him. <laughs> yeah, uh, maybe I get maybe, you know, give him a chance. OK, give him a chance. Can't judge a book by its cover. <laughs> or can you? Okay, you? okay. Let's let's uh let's hear let's about it, out. Sammy. Let's find out. Okay, so we start with that cool like long shot moving through the woods. We see that this is a cabin in the woods, no other houses around it. It's very quiet, very uh secluded. And inside there is a woman cooking dinner. She's on her computer looking at the recipe, going back and forth with cooking, and the camera kind of moves around her head in in a in a way that then zooms into her ear, and then all the sound goes out, and that's kind of how it shows us that she is deaf, mm -hmm. and then we kind of see the cooking scene from uh, her point of view where she just can't hear anything, and and it this kind of goes in and out throughout the whole movie it's really cool like sometimes it'll switch to what she's hearing sometimes it will switch to what we're hearing and so it just kind of plays with that it's a fun fun little device it's the bleakest time of the year so you know what that means we deserve to get cozy on the couch rewatch our favorite tiktok videos and drink a goddamn glass of wine 
If you ever struggle to pick out the right bottle, you will love our next sponsor, Naked Wines. Did you know that when you buy wine today, most of the money goes to things like fancy packaging, big budget marketing campaigns, and tax? That is crazy. Naked Wines is a subscription service that seamlessly connects you to the finest independent winemakers on the planet. So you get a box of the market's best quality wines, however often you'd like, for a fraction of the price. And hold on to your butts, you guys, because the deal they have for you is insane. Just wait. So how do they do it? Naked Wines connects winemakers and wine drinkers directly, allowing for vineyard-to-door delivery at up to 60% off what you would normally pay in a store. By cutting out the traditional retail middleman costs and markups, winemakers can pass those savings on to you without skimping on quality. I can't stop talking about Naked Wines. I love that their quiz matches you with bottles that you love, and each shipment includes wines they recommend based on your previous ratings. I'm currently loving their organic options, especially the Chris Condos Cabernet from Mendocino County, and they've been around for 10 years, and they fund over 90 independent winemakers. So with no commitments or membership fees, you can enjoy Naked Wines hassle-free. And the best part, every bottle is a passion project from an independent winemaker, so you're literally making an independent winemaker's dream come true. So head to nakedwines.com slash too scary and enter voucher in the top right when you get to the website and put in too scary for both the code and password to get six bottles of wine for just $39.99 with shipping included. That's $100 off and less than $7 per bottle. So that's nakedwines.com slash too scary and use the code and password too scary and grab six bottles for just $39.99. One last time, that's nakedwines.com slash too scary, code and password too scary for $100 off your first six bottles. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And she's got her little laptop in the kitchen and a message pops up saying, can I stop by from Sarah? And she says, sure, I'm cooking. And then the friend comes over and she is signing to her and then our our main character her name is Maddie Maddie says or signs back to her you don't have to sign I like and she says Sarah says I know you can read lips but I've been getting better and I want to practice so she's like trying to learn sign language so that she can more easily talk to her friend and She's coming over because she is returning a book that uh, Maddie has given her. She's just finished it, and it's a book that Maddie has written. And so if you've got a protagonist as a writer on your bingo, <laughs> very common horror movie protagonist profession. Less common real-world profession. <laughs> percentages are off. The percentages are off. Do we get so we get the impression that Maddie lives here full time? This is her house. Yes. Okay. 
I don't know why I just assumed I kind of assumed she was like on vacation somewhere yeah, or something. Same. It's it's clarified a little more later. I guess at this point, maybe we could still think that. But I'll tell you, it's not. It's not that. It's not a vacation. Well, she is a writer. They love seclusion. Yeah, mm-hmm. they love solitude. Mm-hmm. Those writers. Mm-hmm. And so they're they're talking on the little front porch area and uh maddie asks what did you think of the book and she says uh i loved it the characters were so great and i tried to guess the ending usually i'm pretty good at guessing the ending and i like couldn't this time like how did you do that and maddie says my mom calls it writer brain (laughs) i write like the the many different endings are like movies in my head like i can see all the different endings and figure out which one is best and she says sarah says is the voice a little girl and she says no the voice is actually my mom and she says oh i just thought because you were young when when you got sick right and we come to learn that she lost her hearing and uh, speech from bacterial meningitis when she was 13. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. And Sarah says, well, whatever, whatever it is, like whatever you're doing is working, you're a really good storyteller. She's signing something and saying storyteller. And Maddie starts laughing and corrects her and says like the sign that she did was for for kisser and so she says well i'm sure you're a good kisser too (laughs) cute little moment they're sweet little friends and uh then sarah points at something in the house and maddie turns around and we see like a light strobing like the fire alarm is going off and she can't hear it obviously and they go inside and we kind of hear it from both of their perspectives and it's super 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 loud and so so uh maddie goes up to it pulls it off the wall turns it off sets it on the counter and sarah's like that is some fire alarm and she says like i'm sorry it has to be um it has to be so loud because i need to be able to feel the vibrations like it's that Mm. it's that loud because that's the only way it'll wake me up if I'm sleeping. And uh, so the food's all ruined. She's burned it, so she's dumping it all out. And um, Sarah says, do you want to come over for dinner? Uh, uh, Michael is going to be home in like an hour. And she says, no, that's okay. I've got to work. And... Like I have some something I can microwave or whatever. It's like not a big deal. Um and oh while the while the uh, alarm was going off, her a, a cat runs out of the house. A very cute cat. Uh and so Sarah's like, Oh, your cat got out and Maddie says, That's okay. She's an independent little bitch. And she she's signing it and Sarah doesn't know the word for bitch. So she's like, oh, she's independent what? And she spells it and they laugh. And so she's like, bitch, bitch. They learn learn the sign for bitch. And 
she's like, okay, well, if I can't convince you to come over, like I'm going to head home and I'll, I'll, I'll come over tomorrow morning. Maybe we can practice signs some more. Like I'm really determined I'm going to get good. And she goes home and then Sarah's like shaking the little cat food bowl, trying to get the cat to come in. Cat's not coming in. She's just, just like, whatever. So she, she, uh, sets the bowl down. Uh, and as she's like turning to walk back inside, she gets a text from someone named Craig that says, thought of you today. She stares at it and then deletes it. Mm. So presumably an ex of some sort. Doesn't even screen grab it to send to friends. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting, Maddie. Okay. And she sits down in her living room on a little sofa chair and is typing on her laptop, trying to. She's working on her her next novel, and is we hear kind of voices in her head as she's playing out different versions of what's happening in the story, and she's getting frustrated and having a bit of writer's block, and she's not actually writing anything down. And then she opens up the FaceTime on her computer and calls Craig and then hangs up and then calls him again and then hangs up again and then closes the computer and stands up and goes back into the kitchen to keep cleaning up the kind of mess that was made from dinner. We see the phone, her phone uh, vibrating and he's trying to facetime her back it's like facetime from craig she sees it and is like no i don't want to answer um and she gets up and continues looking for her cat she grabs the food bowl again um she's shaking it we get this is just like we're getting a little tour of her house it's a two-story house the bottom is like the the kitchen and the living room, a bathroom, a bedroom, and then there's a little upstairs like loft area that's uh just one open floor plan-y room, a little small room that's maybe a little workspace or something. Um she's shaking it in each room. It's like spooky uh because walking through houses alone at night is spooky. And I think it does it from her hearing, so it's like completely silent. And yeah, it's scary. And then she uh, goes back down, starts cleaning up in the kitchen again. Lots of windows in this house, too, by the way. Oh, man. (laughs) And as she's cleaning in the kitchen, uh, there's like a glass door in like neck parallel to the stove and kitchen so she can look out but she's not looking out she's just at the sink doing dishes and sarah slams into the glass screaming pounding on it saying maddie maddie open the door open the door please maddie she's crying she's bleeding matt we see maddie (gasps) cannot hear her maddie is just doing dishes oh my god God. She's like jiggling the handle, jiggling the handle, and then we see an arrow shoot into her back. What? And she's banging, she's banging, she's like, uh, she turns around and we see the man, I will call him the man, the the bad man. Bad man, (laughs) bad bad mass man. man. He approaches, grabs her, turns her around, 
So he's, she's facing him and grabs a knife, stabs her in the stomach. This is Ugh. all happening with Maddie literally feet away, just not looking in this direction. And he stabs her over and over and over. He stabs her so many times in the stomach, like 15 Ew. times. Oh, the that's horrible. Sound design is very yucky. And she collapses. He sees that Maddie is in there. He's His mask is scary. His mask is a, like, white, I don't know how to describe it, just plain white mask <laughs> that kind of looks like it's in a half smile. Mm. It's creepy. Yeah, much less expressive than the masks in, um, what was it, Purge, were they? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just Purge, like, yeah. What, like... Yeah, almost expressionless. Again, this is a hard. It's a hard plastic mask, and hard you know plastic. my stance on hard plastic masks. Mm-hmm. It's not no good. Thanks, not a like fan. Him. And so he notices her there, and we see he has a, a crossbow and a knife, and he is like figuring out that she couldn't hear what just happened. So he taps on the glass, and she doesn't turn around. He knocks on the glass harder, and she doesn't turn around, and he does his little head tilt. Oh, come on. Killer. No one's, no one's looking right now, dude. Just act like a normal human. <laughs> and he walks away. Interesting. Oh, I hate okay. that, too, because it's like, this was random. Like, he didn't know that he... And so it's just like, oh, a fun thing that I get... Ugh. I know. I agree. I'm thinking the same thing. It's not like he knows who she is. Or at least doesn't know a very fundamental detail about who she is. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so then she finishes cleaning up in the kitchen and looks out the window, doesn't see anything. He has dragged off Sarah's body. And um, Craig calls one more time. She throws the phone on the counter. She plops back down in her uh, on her sofa in the living room. And opens up the computer again to keep writing. She has left the front door wide open for the cat. And we see the man just walk right in, uh, right behind her. So she is facing the other way. He just strolls right in and he's reaching for her cell phone, which is on the counter behind her. And then... On her laptop, a FaceTime call comes in, and the the camera is obviously facing her, so he would be in the frame. So he, like, jumps out of the way back a few steps, so he's not in the field of vision. She answers the call. It is her sister, and she's basically, like, just a little catch-up call, like, how are you doing? She's like, oh, I'm, you know, gonna quit riding and join the circus, and um, and she says, oh, Craig, uh, Craig texted me today. And she said, did you talk to him? She says, not, n- not, no, I didn't, but I almost did. And her sister says, um, mom keeps asking me when you're going to get back out there. Like it's been a, it's been a year. And she says that she is on a dating app for deaf people, but in the area, there are only four people and they're, they're all bad. 
And Only four. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and that's probably the best reason for her to not live in this house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then uh, her sister says, yeah, you can you can come like don't you miss the city you can come live with me again like i worry about you being all out being out there by yourself squish she calls her squish that's cute it is cute and she says i just i i worry about you you're all alone and it seems not not normal to be by yourself so much and she's like you know my i have my my friends and my neighbors i'm i'm fine and it's good and i need to need to focus on work right now and uh we see the man reaching and he grabs the phone and her sister says, what was that? And she says, what? She says, I thought I saw something move behind you. And she's like, oh, probably the cat. I've, uh, he got out. Fire alarm went off earlier. And, uh, (laughs) and she's like, okay, yeah, I got to go find him actually. So, um, I'll, I'll talk to you later. And they hang up. And she goes to grab the food bowl again, and she's shaking it, and she's, like, looking out that front door. Cat's not coming. And so she, yeah, just, again, leaves the door open. And, oh, she goes and grabs a a jacket, because it's nighttime, a breeze is coming in. She's left the front door open. She's sitting right by it. And then she opens back up her computer, and... A notification comes up that says text from from Maddie, which is her. Uh, and yeah. she looks confused and opens it up. And it's a photo of her writing on the couch uh, like 10 minutes ago. And then her with the food bowl, shaking it outside. And she's like leaning closer to the computer and then a picture pops up of her leaning close to the computer in a jacket. No! <laughs> uh, very clever, masked man. We're all so impressed. And Liz pissed. I'm pissed. <laughs> he just thinks he's so fucking smart. And it's like, good for you sneaking up on a deaf woman in the middle of the woods. Congratulations. Congratulations. Yeah, sir. Real difficult, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and she looks obviously terrified she realizes that someone is behind her she slowly turns around to look sees that the door is open walks toward it and as the camera pans around he is just standing right there (laughs) okay well now i'm on board (laughs) you know i like a killer who just is exactly always there you might like this one more you might like this one then like our beloved mike myers Mm -hmm. michael myers oh i'm so sorry michael myers not to be confused with and our beloved mike myers (laughs) austin powers mike myers we love him too He holds up her phone and, like, waves it at her. And she darts to the door to close it, gets there just a millisecond before him, slides the sliding door closed, locks it. He's, like, trying to open it, too. Then he leans back. He can't open it. And then he just turns and walks, like, quickly away and she runs to like the next they there's like another door there's a few doors into the house and so they just like 
run door to door. He's just trying to get in at each one. It's very stressful. She's just running to each door, lock, trying to lock it. And he's like getting to each one at the same time as her. Uh, she eventually is able to lock all the doors. He doesn't get in. And he basically just starts circling the house. It's not a huge house. So he's just kind of like walking around it and she's walking in the house like following him like keeping him in her sight she then decides to run to her computer and yeah i just it just occurred to me how does someone who is deaf and mute call 911 well i think there are services for it but she just opens facetime and dials 911 and well there you go and i i think 911 responds if if there's even no talking, I th- I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. they would still yes. they would send someone. Once when out. I was a kid, I called nine one one and hung up, and then they the they came to my house and I was so embarrassed. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, <laughs> yeah they'll go. come. There you they'll go. Come because you know that they should. They should. Um, but it was when my dad was a firefighter and he knew the cop who showed up. Oh no! It was so embarrassing. That is embarrassing. Yeah, <laughs> I know you can text nine one one now. But she, again, she doesn't have her phone. He snatched it. I don't stand by calling 911 just to be a weird kid. I shouldn't have done it. I only did it the one time no, anyway. I don't whatever. Think, uh, kids, yeah, kids do stupid stuff like that all the time. Children listeners, don't do hey, it. Children listeners, <laughs> are, all, are all kid listener based? Don't do that. I'm pretty sure I called 911 as a kid and talked to someone, and they were like, You should never do this again. And I was like, Okay, noted. <laughs> Fair. Okay. <laughs> so, as she is pressing call on the 911 little FaceTime thing, the power in the house goes off. He has cut the power, and her internet is down. And so it cannot complete Ugh. the call. Ugh. Uh, she finds him again to, to to keep her eyes on him as he's moving back towards the front of the house. She's just watching him terrified and he pulls out a knife and he goes and stabs all the tires of her car. Oh my God. And then, uh, just basically stands facing the house and she runs and grabs lipstick and a flashlight and we see her start writing something on the glass sliding door facing him and she then shines the flashlight on it so that he can read it and it says won't tell didn't see face boyfriend coming home and he walks up reads it he looks down and reads it and he looks back up at her and he takes off his mask. <gasps> ah! <laughs> <And> it's, <laughs> it's her boyfriend? No. no. Okay, sorry. I thought, this, I thought you were going to say it's Craig. I no. was like, what the fuck? No. Okay, okay. But he takes off. He, he's like, I don't fucking care. Yeah, he's, yeah. Yeah, he's like, look at face. me. Yeah. yeah, look at me. He takes it off, throws his mask down. And he's hot, yeah. Well, yeah. What's the what's what's okay, he look like? So I'll say I think he's he, he's um also the the guy in Ten Cloverfield Lane and oh right, it's John Gallagher Jr. John Gallagher Jr. That's the actor. And I do yes, normally think that he's hot. I think he does a 
good job embodying a very like columbiney vibe that's like very unset like there's i did not feel attracted to him in this movie (laughs) and one thing that he does is his mouth is hanging open the whole time and it's so gross and unsettling like he's oof he's i mean he's good in it but yeah not hot Okay, fair, fair. And so he looks down at the writing and looks back up at her and says, can you read my lips? And she nods and he looks down and and we see that he's specifically reading the boyfriend coming home part. And he looks back up at her and says, seriously, Maddie, you could come live with me. It's not good for you to be all alone out there, Squish. And she, like, starts crying, realizing that he knows that she doesn't have a boyfriend. Nobody's coming home. And then he says, I can come in anytime I want. I can get you anytime I want. But I'm not going to until it's time. When you wish you're dead, that's when I'll come in. Do you understand? And she just sits there and he says, not if you understand. She nods and he says, okay. We're going to have some fun. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's <laughs> enough. And then he. That's enough. Then he walks out of sight. He, well, starts circling the house again, I guess. I don't like him. No, no. Fuck this guy for sure. Yeah. Uh, she th- runs to the kitchen. She grabs a big old knife and fishes out from under the sink a hammer. I'm liking this. Mm-hmm. This move. Mm-hmm. And she goes into her bedroom and closes the door and is like leaned up against a wall in the room facing the door holding her knife and her hammer it's like all this stuff is so tense by the way it's because it's all happening much slower than i'm saying it's just like creeping in the night and sitting there quietly like scared and it's very intense and uh eventually uh through a window in her bedroom she sees or like she sees a shadow moving so she is not facing the window but she sees a shadow moving in the window and it starts like a hand tapping on the window and it doesn't necessarily look like him and she's 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 confused and really slowly kind of moves so that she can see what's happening and it's sarah's dead body Oh, no. And he is using it to, he is knocking on the window with her little... Oh, oh my God. Little, like, puppeteering Sarah. Oh, no. And he sees her see it and smiles at her. She runs out of the bedroom, drops her knife and hammer. No, no, no. Why? No. (laughs) (laughs) Why? Closes the bedroom door behind her. And starts sobbing. Oh, it's so sad. Oh, she like has a little flashback of memory that when Sarah was walking over, she remembers that she put her phone, Sarah put her phone in her back pocket. And so she like, you see the little like cogs turning in her head and she's like, mm-hmm. and she finds her car keys and she starts pressing the alarm button but it's not working through the glass 
And so she like slowly like climbs or like crawls toward the kitchen door, which is the opposite side of the house that he is, but she doesn't necessarily know that he's still there. And she's pressing it, pressing the alarm button. It's not working. And so she realizes she has to open the door to, to do it. And she reaches up and she unlocks the door. No. And she, op- no. <laughs> she opens it and she presses the alarm button, closes the door, locks it again, ducks down. It's fine. He hears the alarm and he runs toward the car. She runs back to the room, so like sees him running out, runs back to the room, opens the bedroom window. Sarah's body is like laying over like the air conditioning unit outside or something so she can reach Ugh. it and she's reaching into the back pockets. There's no, she can't feel the phone. And she's like Ugh. digging around in front pockets, trying to feel around and she can't find it. And then we see the man come back around the corner and he sees her, runs for her. Uh, she pulls herself back into the window, slams the window down, but he gets his hands in in time and he's pushing up. So she's pushing the window down. He's pushing up. She realizes she's not going to be able to overpower him. He's stronger than she is. So she and she sees the hammer near her on the ground. And so she, as quick as she can, dives for the hammer so he opens up the window and re- he reaches in and she takes the back end of the hammer and <gasps> stabs him in the arm. He pulls nice. he pulls out screaming with the hammer still stuck in his arm. And Oh no. And she closes the window, locks it. He he pulls the hammer out of his arm. He's bleeding pretty good. <laughs> okay. He looks at her like he's pissed. And he goes over to Sarah's dead body, rips like a tourniquet thing from her shirt, makes a tourniquet out of her shirt, like wraps up his arm and then from his pocket pulls out Sarah's phone and like wiggles it at her like, where are you looking for this? And like puts it back in his pocket. And then he goes to Sarah's body and cuts off her ear and like wiggles it at maddie ew ew like why just to make just to upset her i guess yep yeah i would be upset (laughs) it is upsetting i am upset actually it is upsetting uh maddie turns and just walks away in in kind of a way where she she just turns her back on him like fuck you and you see him like banging on the window and but you can't hear him and she just walks out of the room closes the door again and uh she sits in the living room and we see she she sees him start circling the house again and he's basically just going around and around and so she waits for him to get to the back of the house and she decides to make a, a run out the front uh so she really quietly as he's past the line of sight from the front opens the front door and tiptoes down the front deck hides under the front deck it's like a little lifted patio area and that's by the time she's under there he's circling around again so he's he she sees his feet walk by her 
and we kind of see that he can see that he's lost sight of her, but he's kind of looking into the house like, where is she? He walks up the front steps, is like looking in through the windows, and he's walking around on the deck, and he's like right on top of her. She's like looking up through the slats in the in the patio deck up at him. It's very spooky, and he can't see her so he goes back down the stairs and he walks back around the other side of the house again she at that moment makes a run for it she starts running in the woods and she gets about 30 feet and an arrow hits a tree next to her and we see him with his cross like loading up another arrow in his crossbow and she starts running back to the house like this obviously is not gonna work the woods are not super dense like if he's following you with a crossbow he's gonna get you and so she runs back to the house and by the time he's like got his other bow bow loaded she's like in the front door she closes it like just in time and an arrow like hits the wood paneling of the door so she's locked back in back where she started but with more information more information Mm -hmm. he keeps Circle in that house again. He goes back to his own circling. And she... He could just, like, break a window and get in. And he in. said that to her. He said, I can come in anytime I want. Like, he's, right, like, right. trying to fuck with her. Right. Okay. Just to establish that again. Yeah. This is, like, a little cat and mouse. It's not fun for him if he just goes in and kills her. Right. Right. This is so much more fun <laughs> for everyone. For everybody. Yeah, it's fun. What this, what this is that he's doing so now, this fun. is fun. So she then goes upstairs, kind of noticing that as he circles, he's really focusing on the downstairs area. And so she climbs up and is like, I guess, thinking maybe if I sneak out of the the top floor windows, they're a little more hidden from sight from ground level. Um, So she opens up. Uh, the 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 window up there. It's a little crank out window, and she crawls out quietly. And it's like very rickety up there. There's like a part where she's like balancing on what looks like just a storm drain, like could very much fall. And also, like how stressful to not know how much noise you're making. Yeah, yeah. and That's to not be able part. to hear if he has come for you. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, Awful. So she's tiptoeing as quietly as she can, and she has her flashlight with her, and she sees that he is um, nearby, and she she throws the flashlight in the opposite direction, so it makes a noise. He turns around, sees a flashlight in the woods, kind of runs to go check it out, and she then like goes the opposite direction, kind of cl- she's moving to go climb down a trellis like on the side of the house to get to the ground and then presumably run again which seems like a the same idea as the last time but does seem like the same idea i guess the thinking is that <laughs> he wouldn't know that she's not in the house this time that she could maybe get farther trick him. yeah i don't know but as she's climbing down that trellis she gets an arrow in the leg oh uh in the thigh ooh, worst part of the leg to get an arrow in mm-hmm. it's bleeding a lot it's like uh, i was thinking is that in that femoral artery looks like it mm-hmm. <laughs> and oof, oof. she 
is screaming in pain. He's like going to load up another crossbow. She climbs back up the trellis and is on top of it, like on the roof now and uh, pulls the arrow out of her leg. And he starts climbing up that trellis with his crossbow. And as he gets to the top, she like punches him in the head and knocks him off and grabs his crossbow as he falls. So now she has the crossbow. Oh, nice. And Good for her. he falls off and fuck. Yeah, she's she's trying to load it and really struggling. And he like sees this. And so he just jumps right back up and starts trying to climb up again. So she's like, fuck. I, she's like, I'm not going to be able to load this in time. And so she just takes it with her and like hobbles back to the window that she jumped out of and like again like just barely makes it there in time throws herself back in throws the crossbow in cranks the window closed right as he gets there he's slamming on the window and does another little look at her do some some more little staring at each other i think he smiles too ew because this is getting more fun for him this is fun ew he's having a great time so then she has to go tend to her her wound. She locks herself in the bathroom downstairs and takes her pants off. We get a look at the wound. It looks quite bad. It's again pouring blood and she takes a little the like a uh, tie of a robe to make another little tourniquet thing. And finds a bottle of rubbing alcohol under the sink, mm. which ooh, just seems like the fucking worst thing. And mm. I mean, you got to I guess you got to do it, but you got to do it. She pours it on and it looks like it hurts a lot. <sighs> and then she 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 puts her pants back on. She quickly moves her attention to that crossbow and starts trying to load it she can't do it and i had to i like did some googling because i didn't know that cross they're like incredibly hard to load and i looked it up and it's 150 pounds to pull to pull back that's the like weight that it is um you could buy a second thing that makes it easier i was like how the fuck does anybody do this because it's like it looks so hard she's like cutting her hands on the rope and like crying and like getting so frustrated it has like a little foot pedal that you that you you brace against you like look try to load it by pulling the opposite way with your foot she can't fucking do it it looks really hard and she's getting very frustrated and the man is watching her from the bathroom window and says like ew yeah not so easy is it um so he's just watching her and kind of laughing and then um I think is like about to break the window and then there is a knock on the front door and (gasps) we see that Sarah's boyfriend is at the front door knocking going, Sarah, are you in there? Sarah? His name's Michael, I think. I'm going to call him Michael. And he's like looking around. All the lights are off. Seems suspicious. He's he's looking and then uh the man runs up with a flashlight pretending to be a cop like put your hands up shining the flashlight in his face and the guy's like hey 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 like i'm just um a neighbor i came to see if my girlfriend was over here and he's like he's like sir you're gonna need to like stand back stand back step away from the door or whatever 
and just acting like a cop. And the guy has, uh, Michael has a phone in his hand and uh, the the man is basically like, can I use your phone to call for backup? Like there was a, there was a situation, the perpetrator ran at me and knocked, like took my walkie talkie and then like escaped in my car or whatever. He's like, I need to call for backup. Like something had, I responded to a, a distress call from this address and the perp got away. And, uh, Michael's like, uh, yeah, yeah, sure. And, and hands him his cell phone Oh, God. And the man then, like, pretends to make a call, and he's like, yeah, yeah, I'm here. Uh, Yeah, a neighbor just arrived, but nobody else. The perpetrator left on foot. And we see that Michael is kind of suspicious, and he sees the lipstick writing on the window, like... Also, can he not see... He, I guess it's too dark for him to see what this man's wearing, because he's not, like, dressed like he, a cop, he is he? He can't totally... I mean, he's not... Not like a police officer, but he could be like under. He's wearing like a bulletproof vest and, or maybe not bulletproof uh, vest, but he's wearing like, you know, tactical, tactical gear. gear. Yes, mm-hmm. I see. Okay, okay. And but he but Michael's still looking suspicious, and he's like, "Are you a deputy?" And he's like, "Yeah, just just barely. Like I'm pretty new, and uh, and I I'm like so so embarrassed that I botched this. Like, thank you so much for letting me use your phone." Also, Michael's very quickly like more curious to ask this guy questions that aren't related to is my girlfriend okay <laughs> yeah where is she they're talking, is she they're okay talking about that too he's like he's like who placed the distress call and he's like i don't know i i responded to a call from the from the my boss and i don't know who placed the call you just see that michael is like yeah he's suspicious and then he's like can i get my phone back and the guy's like uh oh yeah yeah sure and leans back to hand it to him and as he hands it to him he had put it in his pocket and he pulls it out to hand it to him and an earring drops out on the ground and the man doesn't notice only michael notices so that's like him being like okay something this this is not good and uh he's like yeah backup will be here soon and michael says you know what I think that Maddie kept a spare key under the under the rock right there. And the man's like, oh, wouldn't that be great? And he's like, yeah, I think I think she does. And he's like, OK, then I guess I'll like go check it. <laughs> They're kind of like playing chicken. because I feel like they both like kind of know that the other <laughs> is not right, that they're on to him. and. So, but he can't break character. So the man goes down to check under the rock for a key. And we see Michael grab a big rock from the top of the deck and kind of follow him over. Like he's going to hit him with this rock. He's like, yeah, yeah, I think it's just under there. Oh, no. Call 911. (laughs) Don't do that. And then as he is like raising the rock to hit the man, uh, Maddie appears and uh, like inside the house and like banging on the glass like she sees that michael is there and she's like essentially being like help me help me help me and he like turns and sees her and then gets stabbed right in the throat the second he turns fuck blood is like pouring out of his throat the man says it's okay it's done it's done like just 
just don't fight it. It's done. It's over. You're done. And he like drops to his, or he first like lunges at him to try to fight him. The man dances around him, slices the back of his knee. He falls to the ground and is like losing consciousness. And uh, so the man is circling him and he's like, yeah, I figured I had about a two in 10 chance of winning a fight against you, which is, if I'm not mistaken, the same amount of women that understand cinema without it being spoon fed. I think you're right about that, but you would have to ask a man. (laughs) You'd have to ask a man that question. Oh, any listeners who haven't heard that episode, we once got a review from a man saying that only two out of 10 women understand cinema without having it spoon fed to them. <laughs> and that we are none of those two. We, we you were unfortunately the didn't we make the cut. The other eight. The other we eight. didn't make the cut. No, my favorite part of that review is it started with, you know how only two out of like <laughs> we all get it. I, I'm pretty sure it was that review as well that hated that they were like, this is just a recap podcast. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, that's in our description. Yeah. We're recapping movies. <laughs> They're like, he, they don't even understand. They're just recapping the movie. It's not even a movie review. Sir, sir we do know. <laughs> <laughs> We're aware. <laughs> oh, but yeah, it just really made me laugh. I was like two out of 10, huh? I know a st- I know what another a I know another statistic that fits that bill. <laughs> um but yeah, so he basically was is like explaining like yeah, I I knew I wouldn't win you win a fight with you, so I had to do a little do this little dance with you and get you when you weren't looking. And Maddie is inside watching, screaming, crying and um he he clapped the Michael like goes still and uh the man like comes closer to look at him and then michael jumps and he's still alive and he was fake dying and he like tackles uh the man and gets uh like a chokehold on him and he looks at maddie and says run and she like looks terrified she like runs to the back door and she looks out of the back door, it, like into the woods for a moment, registers it, then opens it, runs out, and then we see the man <laughs> running right after. It doesn't take him long. He catches her. He has the rock, I guess, that um, that Michael was going to use, and he lifts it up. And he smashes her head in completely. <laughs> and I was very shocked. And then it uh, cuts back to what? her looking out the window. And okay. she says, okay. she says, you can't run. And we yeah. get a little moment of her little writer b- brain playing out all the movies, all the endings to the to the movies. Okay. Kind of fun. Okay. Fun okay. Like fake out. I truly thought you were about to be like, and that's the end of the movie. <laughs> well, I, as I was watching it, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> um, and so she's still in the house and she basically is like, you can't run. He'll catch you. Uh, you can't hide. You'll die of blood. Even if he doesn't find you, you're going to die of blood loss. Uh, you can't wait. Like nobody's coming. And 
we see little shots of each of the things. It's like a fun device for them to be able to show all these potential deaths. It's that's a satisfying thing as a viewer yeah. to see everything played out uh-huh. like that. Is so nice. she's playing out all the stories in her head and says, "Okay, so if you can't run, you can't hide, you can't wait. There's only one ending that he won't expect. What is it?" And she signs, "Kill him." Kill him. Fuck yeah. She's going to fucking yeah, kill bitch. him. Yeah, bitch. <laughs> And but she is losing blood. I mean, she is kind of getting a little uh, gray looking. And she so the man eventually Michael dies and the man is Mm. outside and uh, is like talking to Michael's dead body and is like, what do you think? Should I go in there and end this? And then he's like, no, you're right. I should wait a little bit longer. Let her lose some more blood because she has the crossbow now. And just in case she's a good shot, I'll just let her lose a little more blood. And then the kitty walks up to him. No, no. Very sweet little kitty. I know I was very stressed. Uh, I was kind of assuming the cat was already dead. Well, sometimes that happens in horror movies. It's not a it's not, sometimes not a crazy assumption. Um, but the cat walks up. Uh, the man pets it, says, "Is this your house?" And she's like petting the cat, and he's like, "Don't worry, you're gonna see mommy soon, or she's gonna see you at least." Hanging from mm. the and as he says that. Gets an arrow to the shoulder. Oh, and she's yeah. just outside of the house with the crossbow. <laughs> and then he did. She figure out how to load it. I guess so. I guess so. She got some. Uh, I mean, I think it on, it only had one arrow, so or two arrows. One's in his arm now, and so as she's running back to go into the house to close him out behind her, sh- he starts running after her. And she drops the other arrow on the porch and she she's like, fuck, she reaches back to go get it. And he gets there and and she's trying to pull her hand back in and he slams the sliding door on her arm really hard. She screams in pain. And then he takes his foot and stomps her hand like a bunch of times. And we see her fucked up hand all the fingers bent, bending uh, all, all the wrong ways and she is screaming and screaming and screaming and pulls like eventually gets her hand in and locks the sliding door and he's just standing there watching her crying like holding her hand to her chest in so much pain and and she didn't get the arrow on she guess. didn't get the arrow and he looks at her, he picks up the arrow and he snaps it in half while he's like looking at her and she like, like stops crying and she's looking at him and he says, I'm coming in now. And mm. she stands up and gets that like badass look in her face and she's just like looking back at him straight faced and scary. And she dips her finger in her bloody leg and writes on the glass do it hell yeah (laughs) hell yeah and then he doesn't he reads it and he doesn't come in he's just standing there still 
And she dips her finger in her blood again, kind of grimaces, and writes, coward. Mm -hmm. And he turns to walk back to the car, grabs a tire iron to come smash the windows in. And she runs to her computer into her, like, where her, like, novel draft is open, types in five foot nine, green eyes, male, tattoo on neck. He's got a big old crazy neck tattoo, by the way. (laughs) Um, And love you, mom, dad, Max, died fighting. Closes the computer. We see him in the background. We see, like, smashing the glass. This is some strong glass. He's hitting it over and over and over. This must be some double pane glass. My glass in my house, it would break instantly. I'd just have a feeling. Instantly. Oh my god. One time your your window broke seemingly on its own. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. These, these, these are some strong windows. So good for her. Murderers out there, don't come to my house trying this. <laughs> I mean, don't, we don't, you do have bars. Really you have bars strong. on your windows. <laughs> really I do have bars. I do have bars on my windows. So try it, I guess. You'll break them, but good luck and pass the bars. So she closes her computer and runs and locks herself in the bathroom. She has uh, a knife, the the knife from earlier, and uh, she's facing she's facing the ba- bathroom door. Her vision starts to blur. She's losing consciousness. She's lost a lot of blood, so she's kind of trying to stay awake. And we see behind her glass shattering falling mm. behind her one foot mm. coming in another foot coming in she obviously doesn't hear she is focused on this uh bathroom door thinks he's going to be coming in this way because that's who's breaking into the house from that way and we see him crouch behind her he's just sitting behind her with his knife Ugh, disgusting uh. and he says he says, I think you're holding out on me. I bet if I... Fa-, he's like waving his... He's like tracing his little knife. He's not touching her, but kind of as if he's deciding where to stab her. And he's like, I bet if I found the right spot, you'd scream. Because again, her screams are silent. And as he says that, he laughs. And she feels his breath on the back of her neck. And you see her eyes go wide. And she takes the knife and flips it around. And it's this very cool slow-mo shot of him going to stab her and her turning. She stabs him right in the knee. And he kind of slices her a bit on the shoulder, but they like like try to stab each other at the exact same time. And she stabs him in the knee. He falls screaming. She runs out of the bathroom into the kitchen. Again, it's like she's like collapsing blacking out a bit and she's she collapses in front of the in front of the kitchen sink and he limps out of the bathroom after her um he's got his knife and it looks like she's maybe dead she's like looks unconscious collapsed and he gets close to her and her eyes open and they make eye contact and he says you fucking cunt and she grabs a bottle of wasp spray and sprays him in the eyes (laughs) and he screams and falls backwards and then she jumps up and grabs the fire alarm that had set on the counter turns it on 
And so he's like screaming like he can't hear. And now he's kind of blind or he's kind of blind and can't hear and is like holding his his ears and his eyes and stumbling around screaming. And then she's like falling still, too. And she she falls to the ground trying to come for him. They like knock over the uh, the a counter table thing and a, a, a corkscrew falls onto the ground and then man i just realized too this is so awesome this is such a cool sequence that henley and i are just sitting here with our mouths open listening and i just was like it seems like we're not reacting at all to this insane final <laughs> sequence but uh, i truly had this moment of like this is an auditory medium you need to let people know that you have to react <laughs> we're, we're both like because <gasps> was just telling about this crazy thing and it's Sounds like we've just fucking checked out. <laughs> We're paying attention. I'm We're riveted. deeply invested. Um, oh my god! Okay, so she falls. He kicks her in the stomach, and then he, uh, she like gets up a bit, and she sticks her finger in his shoulder wound, and Ow. he uh, goes to strang. He starts strangling her, drops down, and starts choking her. And she bites, his, she like gets her mouth and bites his hand really hard. And I just really liked that sequence of four things because they are such like what a man does and what a woman has to does because a woman has to do because you have to do things that aren't like body weight related. I just thought the scene was choreographed very well and very realistic. Yeah, it's cool. And he screams, but he, he starts uh, choking her. Again, he get he like gets his hands back around so she can't reach his his hands with her mouth. He's choking her. Uh, she presses the the uh, arrow wound again, and he like shakes his head no at her, like he's not gonna let her, not gonna let that loosen his grip. We hear her heartbeat start to slow down, and she like stops fighting back and does this very cool. Th it's like. Boom, boom, and it goes from the the current scene to like a childhood photo. It's like her life flashing before her eyes, but it's just a, edited in a very cool way where it's like boom, boom, like, and it goes like photo and her face, photo and her face, and slowing down mm. and slowing down. But you see that her hand is like reaching closer and closer to that corkscrew baby and she grabs it and at the last second she corks through corkscrews him through the throat it goes in one side and out the other oh, <laughs> oh hell that's yeah a long corkscrew. It's a long hell corkscrew. yeah that's a long corkscrew <laughs> and he Ooh, that would be such a bad instrument to get stabbed with. Ooh. Oh, because it's stuck. Oh, oh no. Oh. oh, no. Oh, my God. It looks. But I mean, in this context, yes. <laughs> yes. yes. It's effective. Yes, it's effective. He dies. He collapses <gasps> on top of her. She pushes him off. They're both like motionless on the ground lying next to her, not next to each other. He's like squirting blood from his neck his blood is like all over her face now too and she uh with her little last bit of strength reaches into his pocket pulls out her cell phone dials 911 the fire alarm is like still really going off by the way so they would at least like hear that and she gets up and kind of 
crawls to the front stoop to like be able to see the road and her little cat walks up and sits beside her and she pets her cat and we see the police lights coming in the distance and that's the end of the movie wow wow Wow. she fucking did it man she did it talk about a final girl not that there are too many other characters in this just one other um, girl but she was the final one she was the final one. Oh my god a happy ending of sorts <laughs> well yeah. certainly happier than funny games i feel like oh, a lot man. of slashers at least have this is the That's ending true. that slashers sh- should have this is like the more normal one everybody That's dying true. is quite quite rare <laughs> oh how cool i i think about not to make it all about me, but I can't help but like hear these stories of these like badass women. And I'm just like, wow, if I'm ever in this situation, I know I'm going to think about these movies and be like, Henley, you are coming up short here. Like <laughs> you are not doing enough. So not to only survive. are you going to be in a very scary situation, but you'll also be berating yourself. Yes, I'm going to feel so (laughs) putting yourself down. I'm going to be putting myself down so much, really not um, living up to these standards that are being set. Well, Um, like I said uh, before, I think my weapon of choice would be a fire poker. And maybe a hammer, I think, if I were to choose, like, certainly not a cross, not a crossbow now. I'm not. I no. don't want that. I still want Freddy Krueger fingers. <laughs> I think <laughs> I think my weapon Stand of choice it. is a shotgun. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Because you can both use it as a bludgeoning uh, instrument. Uh, mm-hmm. You can strap it to your body so you can like mm-hmm. run and have it over a shoulder. It's a mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. distance, you know, and you don't, I would imagine you don't have to be as good a shot as like a handgun because it's got more sort of bang for your buck if you will i will um that's my weapon of choice Shock all right card. i love that i think i'm instinctually not drawn to weapons where i have to aim at all because i know i would especially yeah. under pressure i would not be able to aim yeah and a uh, freddy krueger hand you just fling that thing in any direction <laughs> 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 the thing about the Freddy Krueger hand, just I don't even need to worry about carrying it. <laughs> just become a sprinkler of Freddy Krueger hand, if you will. Yes, uh, I just close my eyes and wave blindly. And you're never going to miss. Never going to miss. Gonna miss. Never going to miss. It's foolproof. Uh, <laughs> wow. I do think there's something to be said for the, the like, the more he's an asshole, the, like, that I feel like that would up my ability to survive it because if I get right. like angry like that shit about right. like when her just being like oh do it like fucking come in and try to kill me mm-hmm. like you sort no, of that's, that's true like a better motivator than the fear even because you're like all right yeah let's fucking go if I'm gonna yeah. die anyway I'm gonna try to take you down. Well, mm-hmm. there's the coming to so. the moment where you feel like you probably will die and accepting that you're probably going to die. And I can imagine mm-hmm. that you could react one of two ways. You could react by, with being more scared and being less able to defend yourself. Or hopefully you're just like, who cares? I have nothing to fear anymore. Yeah, this Balls is to it. the walls. Yeah. Yeah. This is it. This is my Though last for a second chance. When she was like, what's what's the ending he doesn't expect? I was like, oh, she's going to she's just going to kill herself. <laughs> <laughs> 
I thought that for a second too. Which is because it's also like, oh, the fun is killing me. Fine, I'm dead. Yeah, (laughs) which is like the least, the less productive of the two choices she had. But part of me was like, that's what I would do. I would just be like, I'm out. Uh, This is awful, and I don't want to experience it anymore. Mm -hmm. I also want to take it from you. Do you guys feel this way? There's something about it. Like I'm so happy it ended this way, but there's something about it that's like a little unsatisfying because you want to know more about like who this fucking dude is and like why he's been killing all these women, how many people he's killed, and like you, I kind of want like a little bit more backstory. You want from that him. slasher, that slasher backstory. You want to know that he Freddy Krueger trauma uh, killed children and then. Your mom got, got burned or something. Yeah. <laughs> and also there's part of me that doesn't want him to have such a like quick death too, you know? Well, he did like, get injured a lot before. He, that's true. He did. And in he many stages. A, he got a hammer to the arm. He got a... a arrow to the chest. A arrow, arrow to arrow the, the chest knee. and a knife to the knee. Wasp spray to the eyes. Oh, wasp spray. Mm-hmm. Too loud sound to the ears. Corkscrew to the neck. <laughs> I like how that's like... A, I like how the 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 sound is like an injury. He's like, oh, it's so loud. <laughs> Could <laughs> I be. I don't like it. Be disorienting. I certainly, I don't least. like my fire alarm. And it's, I mean, this is a lie because I just told you guys mine's really quiet. But when there's a fire alarm, I don't like it. And those are like just it. regular loudness ones. Imagine an extra loud yeah. fire alarm. I bet it would hurt. Or at least yeah. it would be, yeah, you'd be like disoriented. Yeah, well, it's really sad about her friends dying, but I'm glad sad she about made her it. Friends, yeah. That is sad. Yeah, we wish them the best. <laughs> we wish them <laughs> the, the, the best. Wish them the best. Um, uh, wow. Thank you, Sammy. Hey, you're welcome. That was great. I loved. I was that. riveted. Yeah, it I was loved a fun it too. One. I, 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 I enjoyed it. I recommend it. It's on Netflix. Mm. A quick, easy, mm, less than ninety minutes, Ooh. and. Just, I thought it was good. Fun and good. Fun and good. It's scary. Not, not a lot of Fun and good and scary. voices in this one. Well, no. No. Well, we can, no. We can, we can, uh, we can all mouth goodbye to each other and the listeners read our lips. You can't do this mm-hmm. podcast, but well, that's what we're going to, that's what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. for the amount of time it takes to say goodbye, that is that's the silence that you'll hear. <laughs> mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So, from all of us, from all of us here, at too scared and watch. We really did it. You'll never know. <laughs> You've made it through another episode of Too Scary Didn't Watch. And if you liked this week's episode, we would really love it if you could subscribe wherever you get your podcasts or rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. You could also follow us on social media at TSDW Podcast. We are on Instagram and Twitter. Or you could support us by joining our Patreon at patreon.com slash TSDW Podcast members of tony fucking colette's inner circle get access to two bonus episodes a month uh really really cool stuff going on on that patreon so check it out (laughs) otherwise we will see you next week